Well, hello there, listener. G-Man here. I just wanted to take an opportunity to give a shout out to Biomat USA in Orange County, California. You know, throughout my life, I've made what I feel are some proud donations, such as clothes, toys, food. But the one donation I'm most proud of? Plasma. Now you're probably asking, plasma? G-Man, what the heck is plasma? Plasma is the liquid part of your blood, and it contains the necessary proteins that are responsible for helping your blood clot and fight off infections. So why is it important, you may ask? Well, there are many people in this world with rare diseases, and your donation could help sustain or save a life. You see, one donation can save up to not one, not two, but three lives. Now imagine what would happen if 10 people went to donate right now before this shout-out is over. Listener, do me a favor. Go to their website, www.griffolisplasma.com. That's www.griffolisplasma.com, and search Biomat USA Orange. Or give them a call at 714-639-2323. That's 714-639-2323. The staff there are amazing and super friendly. Plus, quite a few of them listen to this show. So give them a call or check out their website, set up an appointment, and start saving a life. Stop, listen, and ask yourself, Have you ever pondered at the idea that there may be something to the other side? If so, and you're hearing my voice for the first time, then you may have just fallen into the void. I'm Sue, owner of Undercity Comics, and I'm falling with G-Man into the void. Hey there, hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Into the Void, where we talk about anything and everything paranormal. I'm your ghost host with the most G-Man, and before we jump into this episode, I'd like to take a moment to say thank you to everyone who has been tuning in and listening to this show. Also, if you're new to this show, welcome. Welcome to a podcast show that allows paranormal enthusiasts to openly discuss and talk about what's on the other side. As I stated before, I am your ghost host with the most, and it is my job to sit down and discuss the mystifying, unexplained, and spiritual phenomena. And let's be honest, we all seek the truth, especially when it involves the supernatural. So allow me, listener, to be your moderator as we go hand in hand and venture forth into the void, allowing our curiosity to get an understanding for the unexplained. And speaking of paranormal curiosity, bats and ghouls, please give a warm ear to my guest co-host for this episode. Not only is he an employer of this beautiful establishment known as Undercity Comics, but also our sound engineer for the show. Please welcome Mr. Renee Happy Haunts Bravo. Hey, how are you doing? How's it going, Renee? Good, good. I was wondering what new name you would give me this episode. <laughs> you know, I, I really had to think about this one, mm-hmm. and uh, it took me a little while to think of it, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, I'm playing the Haunted Mansion theme song, and yeah. just Happy Haunts, just oh, like wow, randomly, not randomly, but no, yeah. Yeah, Happy Haunts. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was it was a lot of fun. I, I actually, when I wrote it down, I started laughing so hard <laughs> that funny. I was like, this is, this is gold. So, <laughs> Renee, Happy Haunts, bravo. Happy haunts. It is so good to have you back here. Yeah, it's good to be back. So, Renee, this is it. This is the episode that we and I imagine our listeners have been waiting for. Yeah. Our first special guest of the new season and new year. Crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So, not only is our guest a paranormal investigator, but he also has a career in the medical field. And get this. He's been investigating since he was 16 years old. That's amazing. That's wild. He didn't start sharing his paranormal investigations on YouTube until about a few years ago. Mm-hmm. He has over 200 videos and more than 19,000 subscribers and rising. Mm-hmm. Uh, his investigations include the Velisca Axe Murder House in Velisca, Iowa, Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado, the Queen Mary in Long Beach, and the Myrtles Plantation in St. Franksville, Louisiana. Wow. Yeah. Bats and ghouls, voiders and voidettes, please give a warm ear to paranormal investigator Michael Scott. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Hello, Michael. Welcome and thank you so much for coming onto the show. Of course. My pleasure. So, 
I, first of all, I'm just I'm stunned right now because I've been watching you on YouTube over and over and over. And now here we are on the phone with you. So I'm a little sh- like, I guess, what is it? Celebrity shock? Shell shock? I don't know. Shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not sick of me by now. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I always tell my editor, I'm like, I'm surprised you're not sick of my voice because you have to listen to this over and over and over while you're editing this show. So I can understand that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I get sick of my voice when I'm editing my videos, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to listen to that like over and over. My goodness. Well, it's actually funny. I was watching your videos and I like the way you talk in your videos, too. It's very calm, very, very neutral. You know, you're very you, you bring in the viewers in a very good way that I like listening your voice sometimes. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's just who I am as a person. I'm just kind of calm, chill, go with the flow. And I mean, let's be honest, there's a lot of dramatic people on YouTube already. <laughs> I think I, there's enough of those. So, um, yeah. Oh yeah. There's, me. there's definitely quite a few when it comes to the dramatics. Oh, yeah, they're um, trying to overplay and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I noticed too. Uh, also, you know, watching a lot of these YouTube channels and these paranormal channels that they do, it seems like a lot of them over exaggerate the sounds and the shadow figures that they see or, you know, clicks, noises, bangs. I kind of feel like it's overdone. But when I watch your videos, Michael, like, like Renee was saying, you know, you get a sense of ease, you get a sense of calmness and it makes you really be more engaged in what you're saying versus what's happening. Mm -hmm. There's a, you know, there's a lot of times where I do get nervous or scared or anxious in my videos, but I try to remain calm for the most part. Oh, that's good. No, that's really good. So I do have some burning paranormal and uh, regular questions that uh, I'd like to get to. But before I do, I wanted to ask you, I noticed on your Instagram, uh, which is at Michael Scott YT, that you went to Paris, France. (laughs) I did. I just got back um, a week ago today. I just got back a week ago today. Oh, my gosh. I got to ask, was that your first time in Paris? Um, my second, well, I, well, it was my second time in France, my first time being in Paris. The first time we were there, we were more, um, in the French Riviera in the South of France, but, um, this was my first time being in the city of Paris. Okay. Okay. Now, were you, were you there for like a, an investigation or were you there for vacation? I was there just for vacation. Um, I did end up going to the catacombs. Um, oh, nice. And, you know, the, the day that I went there, I wasn't even sure if I was going to film or not because, uh, you know, there's just some things that you want to just experience without experiencing it through a lens. You know right. What I mean? Yeah. So um, I was trying to decide if I was going to film it or not. And uh, the day of, I decided, I'm like, you know what? I have to film at least a little bit because. If I go there and don't film a little bit of something for my channel, I feel like there's going to be a lot of disappointed people. So I did film a little bit. It's it's not an investigation of any kind. It's just kind of like a little a little tour, giving um a little brief uh, view of, of the catacombs and stuff like that. Okay, awesome, awesome. Yeah. So like we had said, uh, you you got to go to the catacombs. You take a tour in the catacombs, which are uh, located underneath Paris, and also. Mm-hmm. Um, to my understanding, you have a new video coming out on the catacombs. I do. I'm I'm finishing editing it now. Um, I'm hoping to have it out tomorrow, um, but okay. um, Monday at the latest. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. So by the time people are listening to this episode, then it should already be out. And uh, listener, you get to go check it out. It looks like it's going to be a really good video mm-hmm. from the pictures that I've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you and your the comments that you make on your Instagram, Michael. You know, it, it looks like it's going to be a really good film. So we're all looking forward to that for sure. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, it's definitely an eerie but very interesting place to visit. Well, I'm glad you said that it was uh, it was an eerie experience because I wanted to ask you, uh, without giving too much away, what could you tell us about uh, the catacombs? Uh, you know, it, it, it's just so amazing. You know, you hear about the catacombs and um, you hear that there's, you know, just shy of 200 miles worth of tunnels and millions of bodies, but it isn't until you actually get down there and you are walking through the tunnels and the rows and rows of bones that are stacked next to you that you realize how big it is and how many, you know, bodies 
were put down there. It's just insane. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And um, when you were going through, did you, I don't know, happen to experience or maybe feel like any type of presence was with you at the time? Uh, there's definitely, when you're down there, there's definitely kind of a, just a heaviness in the air. Um, uh, you know, I, I briefly mentioned it in my video that the entire time, as soon as we got down there, I just kind of felt this nausea and I was just this churning in my stomach the entire time I was there. Um, so you definitely feel like there's something down there with you. But um, personally, I didn't experience anything paranormal while I was there. Um, I wish I would have, but, you know, that's kind of how the paranormal works. You never know when you're going to hear or see something and when you're not going to. And uh, my last question about this, because I know, I ha like I said, I know I have questions about paranormal videos, but I'm, I'm just so fascinated the fact that you got to go to the catacombs. When you, uh, <laughs> when you were down there, you said you were kind of experiencing some nausea and, and, and like, would you say lightheadedness also? Yeah, you know, it's just, it was kind of, um, it just kind of made me a little sick to my stomach, a little bit of a headache, but um, it, it wasn't horrible. It was just kind of um, just kind of a lingering feeling or sense that, you know, something was around you. And uh, if, if you don't mind me asking, are you, uh, are you claustrophobic? Uh, not too bad. Um, like in the catacombs, I wasn't claustrophobic at all. The only time I get claustrophobic is if it's, an area that I like have to crawl through. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. That makes perfect sense. And have you done that like quite a bit though? Like when you go on your investigations, have you managed to, have you had to crawl through small spaces? I haven't had to crawl through many small spaces. Um, there was an orphanage that I went to in Gettysburg and there was um, one of the rooms in there. They called it the pit um, because that's where they said that, um, the headmistress of that orphanage, she would put the children into the pit as a punishment. And to get into that room, um, it was kind of just a small hole in the wall and you had to crawl into it. And once you're inside, there wasn't, there wasn't much room in there. So there's some spaces where you have to crawl into, but I haven't been in any like tunnel systems that I had to crawl through. Okay. Well, let's hope that you don't ever have to go through any of those small little claustrophobic tunnel systems. Cause that's not, that does not sound like fun at all. No, no, that, that's, that's one of the things that freaks me out, especially if I have to get out of there real quick, knowing that there's no quick exit out. Uh, that's, that's kind of a, I don't know, an iffy thing for me. Yeah, no, that's, that is same here. Same here. All right. So, we do have these burning paranormal questions. And the first question we have here is, as we had mentioned earlier, uh, you started doing your investigations at the age of 16. Do you recall mm -hmm. the first investigation you did? You know, when I started investigating, I think it was more of a curiosity in the paranormal. Uh, it's weird because when I was in high school and everybody was going to parties, after school on Friday and Saturday night, I would drag my friends into cemeteries with me and we would bring up my dad's, you know, big camcorder and we'd walk around filming, asking questions, seeing if we could catch any orbs on camera or any voices or anything like that. So that was kind of my introduction or how it started nice. investigating. It was just something that I, I've always been drawn to. I've always been, you know, I've always been a fan of horror movies and suspense movies and just kind of wanting to know what else is out there that we, that we can't see or that we don't know or what happens after we pass on. You know, that's, that's the exact same thing when it, for us here on into the void is that that's what we want to do is we want to be able to, you know, uh, share with the public what you can't see, things that go bump in the night, things that scare you, things that, you know, you, you think you see something in the corner of your eye, and quite possibly you did. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. We can agree with you on that 100%. So, while everybody was pretty much going off and doing the, the uh, Friday night football games, you were dragging your friends off to cemeteries. I, I was, and they probably hated me for it, but um, <laughs> I, I think they kind of enjoyed it, too. You know, we've had... It was a weird experience as a kid too. I remember one time 
we were in this cemetery. I grew up in Wisconsin. Oh, um, nice. And we were in this cemetery, and the rumors are that um, a cult is present in that cemetery, that they would chase anybody out. And, of course, we would go back there night after night, never really had any experience um, until one night we were walking through the through the cemetery, and one of my friends, she turned around and shed the flashlight down the path, and she said, well, who, who's that? And you could see the outline of a person kind of walking towards us. And as soon as we all started to shine our flashlights towards them, they started running as fast as they could at us. And so we're running, you know, through the graveyard, trying to get to the car, jumping over gravestones on the way. Oh, my gosh. Um, but it was, it was, you know, when you're 16, it's terrifying to have somebody chase you out of the cemetery. Now, this was a physical person, though. This wasn't like a, a, a manifestation of some sort. Correct. Yeah, it okay. was a real person coming towards us. Oh gosh, you know we had a um, we had a, another YouTuber on here a little while ago. Uh, her name is Kelsey Davies. So we had her on here, and one thing that she had said on her channel was is that uh, ghosts don't scare her; people scare her. Um, and I imagine in that case, being chased out of the cemetery by someone, uh, the caretaker, whoever it was, that's, that's gotta be a scary experience. I mean, scarier than you know than a ghost knocking on a wall, you know. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah, <laughs> and I totally agree. When I go, most of the places that I go, especially here in California, um, you, you know, I'm more afraid of who is going to be there than what type of spirit is going to be there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in, in one of your uh, your videos on your YouTube channel at Michael Scott uh, dash Paranormal Investigator, you got to stay at a place that I am really actually hoping that we're going to be able to take the team there. Uh, you got to stay at the Stanley Hotel in Colorado, and you also did room B340 at the Queen Mary here in California. So I got to ask, between the two, uh, which do you feel has the most spiritual activity? Um, you know, I feel like... I caught more activity at the Stanley Hotel than I did in B340 at the Queen Mary. And I stayed in B340 twice. Um, I'm actually kind of looking to go back again. Oh, nice. But I feel like I caught more activity at the Stanley Hotel. You know, um, a lot of people have uh, said that they have caught more activity at the Stanley Hotel than they have anywhere else. Uh, well, almost anywhere else. I wouldn't be surprised, actually, because looking at that hotel, not just its history, um, but also a lot of people talk about there's a stairway that has portals, a lot of mirrors all over the place, mirrors in the hallway, which we all know, uh, for those who don't know, mirrors are considered to be a gateway or a portal for spirits to be able to enter into our world. Um, so with all those mirrors that you had seen inside the hotel, uh, were you ever getting a feeling of, you know, something's passing through or an energy, uh, like, a, like a surge of energy that's more than usual for you? Uh, you know, it's funny you say that because the entire time, you know, when I go to investigate places, I really, I don't get anxious. Um, sometimes I'll get a little bit spooked, but for the most part, I, I'm usually calm. But the entire time that I was at the Stanley Hotel, I was I, like on edge, anxious the entire time, just headaches and not feeling wow. well. Um, I don't, I don't know if it had specifically to do with the hotel or if it was just me. But the, you know, the entire time I was there, it just, it just felt off. You know, a lot of people say that the altitude has uh, an effect when you go to the uh, to the Stanley Hotel, and. Um, mm -hmm. What was interesting is that when you said though that you felt that you got that you had gotten more uh, activity and responses at the hotel than you have at the Queen Mary in, in the room B three forty, which surprises me actually because that ship is on the water still, and a lot of people have have talked about and theorized that water is like a conductor for the paranormal. So I'm really actually kind of shocked that um, there was more activity at a hotel, which I don't believe is around any water at all. Yeah, um, and even with the, the room B340, I believe one of the things that they had said was um, that room is close to one of the pool areas, and that's kind of why another reason why they think that that room is so haunted, because, you know, it's a 
think that there is a vortex near the pool area on the ship. So, okay. um, yeah, so I, you know, the times that I have gone to the Queen Mary, I did catch evidence that, you know, there's definitely something there, but, uh, definitely more at the Stanley hotel and even around the grounds of the Stanley hotel, um, oh, wow. down by one of the, um, like one of the event buildings, they have a little pet cemetery and one of the the famous ghosts there is a cat named Comanche. And they say if you go down um, by the pet cemetery, you'll sometimes hear it meowing. And sure enough, I caught it in my video while I was down there. It was one of the, the coolest finds that I've gotten while out investigating. Oh, that's amazing, especially to be able to get a... a uh an EVP uh, from an animal, mm-hmm. um, which is something that we're going to be doing here. We're going to be talking about uh, pets and how their spirits are still around. Um, that's amazing, though. Absolutely amazing. I have another question for you here. On January 31st, 2018, you posted a video called Exploring a Haunted Plantation, which just so happens to be the Myrtle Plantation in Louisiana. Um, as I was yeah. watching this video, I noticed that you seemed very mesmerized by the sights and sounds of the plantation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, living in California, once you get out to a place that's really secluded like that and hearing all the, the crickets around you. And like I was saying in my video, it's almost like it sounds like a horror movie, you know, the the sounds of the sounds at night. there are just so strong. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. When I was living in Georgia, I I was so, I was not ready for the night. Um, I'm used to, you know, uh, fire trucks going by airplanes, you know, flying over uh, people screaming or drinking or whatever um, in the neighborhood. And when I was in Georgia, um, it was quiet. It was just mm-hmm. like dead quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry for the pun, but <laughs> it, it really was. It was dead quiet. Um, yeah, it, it's it, you're right. It is definitely like being in a horror movie because you see those, especially those 80s horror movies. Renee, you, you've seen them oh, yeah. <laughs> where they, uh, you know, it's all quiet. And you got crickets in the background or mm-hmm. you got those grasshoppers. And then all of a sudden there's the killer. So <laughs> Exactly. That's what I was expecting the whole time was for somebody to pop out and start chasing me. Oh gosh, oh, it's not—it's no longer a paranormal investigation. Now yeah. it's just a horror movie. This is a horror movie. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so my question for you on this, um, bringing up the uh, the haunted plantation, is—and uh, again, I noticed that you were mesmerized by the sights and sounds. Um, where is the most memorable place you've done an investigation so far? Um. Good question. Each one of them kind of brings their own personality to the table, but I think some of my favorite places that I've been have been the Velisca Act Murder House, uh, the USS North Carolina Battleship. I, I wasn't expecting to catch as much evidence as we did there. That was one of my favorite ones. And um, another place that we went. Oh, the, the McIntyre Villa was another place that just really stood out and had an, an incredible amount of activity while we were there. And that's so funny that you would mention that because that is actually on my list of questions. You did a three-part episode of a very active location, the McIntyre Villa. Uh, Villa in, what is it, Atchison? I believe I'm saying that wrong. Uh, no, you're right, Atchison. Okay, Atchison, Kansas. Uh, and there's, mm-hmm. there seemed to be plenty of activity in that location. No, yeah, there was a, a lot more than, you know, I I expected. That was my first time going to the location, and um, I was just blown away by everything that we were hearing. That's amazing. Um, and having seen and heard so many different EVPs, uh, witness firsthand interaction with spirits such as using the dowsing rods, which we have talked about on the show last season, uh, the different uh, different types of equipment that people use when it comes to paranormal investigation. So I was really happy to see that you guys were using the dowsing rods. Have you ever experienced anything that, that has stuck with you? Um, you know, you mean like as in like sticks out in my memory or anything that's kind of like felt like it's followed me home more like it felt like it's it's followed you home when i can't remember i think it was no it was after we went to the uss north carolina battleship um 
after I left there, I remember laying in bed that night in the hotel room and just, you know how sometimes you just feel like something's watching you from across the room? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, that's, that's kind of how I felt after we left the battleship. I don't feel like it followed me home, um, you know, back to California, but I definitely felt like something was in my room that night after the investigation. And the other place that kind of sticks out is when I went to Goldfield, Nevada, to um, the, the Goldfield Hotel and schoolhouse there. Mm. I remember... I had the worst luck. I was six hours from home and it is like a desolate drive through desert, um, right. you know, to get there. Um, I was six hours away from home. My car died in Goldfield where there's only one mechanic shop. Oh my gosh. So I had to call my husband to come drive six hours out to get me and to drive six hours back. And ever since I got back from Goldfield, I mean, not anymore, but at that time, once I had gotten back from Goldfield, I just had bad luck after bad luck after bad luck, and it felt like that place had cursed me. Oh, no, that's not good. And do you, do you still no, feel like no. you have that bad luck to this day? No. Um, after, you know, because I had gone through things like um, like my backyard flooding from my water sprinkler, I had to buy a new car, and then once I bought that car, um, I ended up getting a scratch in it from the dealership. And then oh, after man. that, I was driving down the road and a rock hit the windshield and oh, cracked the windshield. Man. Like all the stuff with a brand new car and in my backyard, it was, it just seemed like it was one after another, after another, once I had come back. So, um, I kind of had enough of it. I went around, staged the house, told all those negative energies to get out and it's been okay since. So it sounded like you had a Murphy's law going on. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm so sorry about that. Well, I'm glad that the, the curse or the whatever bad juju was with you is now officially gone. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I have one last question here, and it's a very short question. has really nothing to do with the video. It's just, what can you tell people? Because you've been doing this for quite some time now. So what can you tell people who are afraid of the, par of the supernatural or the paranormal? Um, you know, it, it's hard because I, you know, I've been investigating for a long time and I've only been somewhere once where anything physical had happened. And it was actually at the, the McIntyre Villa, um, when one of my friends, Kyla, she ended up getting like a little scratch on her leg, um, that we don't know how or where it came from. But other than that, out of all the years I've, I've been investigating, I've never had something bad happen to me while investigating. I've never had spirits try to attack me or hurt me or, you know, all those things that you see in the, in the movies. Right. I, you know, I've never, I've never had an experience like that. I've, I've certainly had things happen that at the time spooked me because when you're sitting in the dark in a haunted place if something happens it's going to make you jump absolutely <laughs> you know? oh yeah um but I, i've never had a real bad experience and i mean i use the ouija board a lot i use the dowsing rods spirit boxes spirit dice you know all these things that people say will open portals for whatever to come through i i've used them over and over again and um you know i'm still standing i'm still here i think people should be more curious about the paranormal than afraid hmm. of it. Okay. I like that. People should be more curious about the paranormal than be afraid of it. Yeah. Be scared of people, not the paranormal. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. People are scary, ghosts or not. That's, that's amazing. I love that. So there are uh, two things that I'd like to uh, talk to you about. One thing, actually, you and I had discussed uh, via, te via text message or Facebook message. Um, and the other one is you had mentioned your husband in the videos uh, or in a video. And yeah. I noticed that he's in a couple of your videos. Is your husband a, uh, is he a seeker of truth or is he a skeptic? You know, he does believe that there are things around us that we can't see or that we haven't explained yet but he is very much um kind of a, a skeptic about it too like he's always looking for the most 
rational explanation. Even even if there is no rational explanation, he will just start listing everything else that it could be. Okay. Okay. I like that. That's pretty cool. I, I do like that. When people do that, they try to give that list of everything before they say that was an unnatural sound. Yeah. Um, yeah I, mm-hmm. I mean, I do the same thing. I do the same thing. If I hear a sound that just doesn't sound right, um, I list off everything first. Like, I, I know a couple weeks ago, I had a, uh, a shovel in the backyard on the side of the house and it fell over during the wind. And that freaked me out because I was reading a book on uh, demonology. So it was definitely a creepy <laughs> yeah. thing. Um, Oh, that's awesome, though. Okay, so he, he's, a, he's a bit of a skeptic. That's awesome. Um, a little bit, yeah. I noticed in one of your videos, uh, I'm trying to remember, actually, I did not write this down. I do apologize. Um, but in one of the videos, you guys were, you and your husband were both in uh, the bathroom basically trying to get some sort of answer. And uh, I have to say, your husband is very funny, by the way. Um, the, <laughs> he is a character. He really is. Um, the little incident, I don't know, if Renee, if you'd seen yeah, this or not. I think I saw this video. So, um, by the way, Michael, if this is too personal, please let me know and we can cut this out for you. But what I, a, I feel like I know what you're going to say, but go for okay, it. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, basically, Renee, yeah. I'm watching the video and Michael and his husband are both in this bathroom uh, doing like a, I want to say, it looked like Bloody Mary or oh, okay. some sort of just trying to get a response yeah. uh, in the location that they're at. And it's very quiet, um, and I'm literally sound up and everything, and all of a sudden, his husband decides to rip one oh, in God, the bathroom, and I have to wow. say, that was like the perfect comedic timing, because <laughs> uh, that video was really starting to get me like you know into it and a little scary, and I thought, maybe I should turn it off or something. I don't want my kids coming in here, and all of a sudden, then that happens, the flagellance noise, and it just made it 10 times better. <laughs> I know. You know, sometimes you just got to break the tension somehow. And, you know, I am, even though I'm very serious about what I do and investigating, I still like to have fun while I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But that was, we were at the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood. Um, I forget the room number, but it's said to be one of the, the most haunted rooms there. So we're investigating. And that was, I think, it was one of the first places that I took him to investigate. Maybe there was a one or two before that, but yeah, it's one of the first ones. Well, it was definitely a good video. Um, you guys were definitely getting some <laughs> interesting responses, though. Um, I, I did notice that. Um, and again, very funny. Your husband's a very funny person. I'm glad that he was able to break the tension or break the, the uh, some people call it uncomfortableness when it comes to stuff like this. So that was really good. And yeah. if you if he's with you or if he's around, please let him know that we love him in the videos and we would love to see him more in these videos. Mm-hmm. I'll let him know. Yeah, he used to be in them a little bit more, um, you know, because when I made when I made that video, I had considerable less amount of subscribers and it was kind of more just my friends and family watching at that point. But um, once my numbers started to grow a little bit, he is just kind of like, you know, I don't think I want all these people watching me and that's okay. Not everybody, you know, wants to be in the public eye. So yeah, um, that's why you'll, you'll see him every now and then now in my videos. But um, for the most part, you know, I just kind of go do my thing and he stays home and watches the dog. <laughs> that's so nice though. Well, like I said, like we said, we definitely love him in the videos. And uh, if he were to be in more of them, absolutely, you know, we watch you and we watch him. And you guys are just so, so great together when you work, uh, especially when you're doing an investigation. Thank you. So I I had asked you this question um, via text message um, because I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't going to come off inappropriate or, uh, you know, make you and it put you in an uncomfortable position. Um, So I will ask, I will ask it again for the show. Um, And again, you don't have to answer. um, But if you'd like to, that would be phenomenal. Do you, do you know very many same sex married couples who also dabble in the paranormal? I don't, you know, I don't know many gay couples that, are, are out there investigating you know there's a few um gay people that are out there solo that are investigating um but you know i don't i don't see it too too often okay. um yeah you know it's kind of one of those things that 
I, I mean, unless people are out there and we just don't know, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's not as, as widespread as you know. Would you, you know, straight people? Would you like to see more same-sex marriages, like same-sex couples, um, and mar- or married couples uh, doing investigations? Of course, yeah, I would love to see. Uh, I'd love to see more people investigating, uh, especially more, you know, gay people, lesbians, trans, um, whatever the case may be, wherever you fall on the spectrum. Um, but, you know, one of the things is, and, you know, I, I feel like sometimes it hinders my growth is because I am gay. You don't see a lot of gay men investigating the paranormal. It's, it's very much a... Uh, there's kind of a stereotype when you look at paranormal investigators or like this mold and it's always, you know, straight men that are very serious. They wear black and, um, are almost kind of on the alternative or gothic side of things. Right. Yeah. um, And, and that's just, that's not me and it'll never be me. I never, I never, you know, there's nothing against that. It's just, I don't want to be that. I like, I like who I am. I like wearing color. I like having fun. I don't think everything has to be so serious. And, you know, you know, so I just feel like sometimes there's a stereotype and it's hard to break through that stereotype sometimes because I would say 90% of the negative comments that I get are about my sexuality. It's never about wow. my content or my videos or um, the evidence that I catch. It has nothing to do with that. Like people don't even pay attention to um, the substance in the video hmm. when they see a gay person doing it. You know, and I got to say, um, that really bugs me that people want to go and just focus more on your sexuality than the content that you're bringing out and putting out there for people to see, um, which, you know, if I were to give a message to anyone and everyone that watches paranormal videos, um, you know, don't worry about this per- the person's sexual, you know, sexual preference. Yeah. Um, you know, th- that's not what the video is about. If if it was about that, they would have told you. Um, this, you know, the videos that that Michael, the ones that you, you put out, and everybody else, you know, um, it's just ridiculous that they're so focused on that. You know, and my, I guess my message right. would be just people focus on the content. You know. Exactly. You know, and like the thing that it blows my mind, too, because, you know, they'll make a comment. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm gay. But what about that awesome location I went to or the really (laughs) exactly? Yeah. yeah. Who who cares about that? Like, let's let's talk about the video. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's that's ridiculous. Well, I hope people will start to, uh, you know, they'll start to stop with the derogatory, uh, uh, you know, comments and start focusing on the content really listening to you know the evps that you put up um you know the 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 the, uh, videos and stuff that you capture all that um it's just ridiculous that people want to do that oh my gosh yeah and you know after a while you just you get used to it and you realize that the people that are leaving those comments are the ones that are insecure or have some type of hurt in their life and they're just looking to lash out in any way that they can. So right. you just can't be like, I choose not to pay attention to those people and focus my attention on the people that are there for me and support me and want to see, you know, the evidence, like I'd much rather focus my energy on them than the negative people that are there. Right. Right. Exactly. Having positive people in your life so much better than the negative ones. And speaking of positive people, I have to bring this mm-hmm. up. You took your parents on an investigation and they even <laughs> talked about um, their own paranormal experiences. Mm-hmm. That was absolutely yeah. amazing. If it, I know there's a video out there and, and like I said, listeners, you can go out there and check out the video. But Michael, if you could just give us kind of a, a summary of just w- how that even played out, like how you convinced your parents to come out with you and all that. You know, I, I can't. I I feel like maybe I don't remember if it one of one of my subscribers or one of my friends or something um, had mentioned because I told I had said that my family was coming to visit for Christmas and somebody had mentioned well why don't you do a video with them and I'm like you know what that's actually a really good idea why don't I do <laughs> a video with them um, 
because my mom is very much um, a believer in the paranormal and um, psychics and mediums and all that kind of stuff. My dad, um, while I think he is a believer, um, that stuff kind of tends to scare him a little bit more. So um, he'd rather just stay away from it if possible. But that's understandable. Yeah, really good sports. I had him out here, and um, I had each one of them tell one of you know one of their paranormal experiences that stood out for them and. Then I just I brought them out to one of the haunted locations that was by my house and had them use some of the the equipment for the first time, like the dowsing rods and spirit awesome. box. And um, oh, so they had never had used it. any of that stuff before. No, no. Um, oh wow! I had brought them before I was doing my channel, and while I was still living in Wisconsin, um, I had brought my mom to a haunted location, but. Um, I didn't bring any equipment with me. We were just kind of walking around with flashlights and stuff like that. But this is the first time they kind of were introduced to some of the equipment. Awesome. That's awesome. I would love to get my parents to check out paranormal investigations, you know, and have them use a... Uh... How about you, Renee? Do you think you could get your parents to do that? Maybe. Yeah? I don't know. <laughs> my dad would be a yeah. tough, tough sell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they were into it, too. They had fun, you know. Um, my dad's usually the, the, the more reserved person, but he just jumped right in there with the dowsing rods. He's like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. And you could really tell, uh, your mother, uh, in the video, uh, gives her story or her testimony of the paranormal and wow. Um, Michael, I gotta say that that was some scariness right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's had, um, a couple experiences throughout her life and you know one of her aunts um that she used to go visit um there used to be a lot of paranormal activity in that home so yeah she's she's been a believer for a while amazing absolutely amazing well i'm glad that you have parents that support you uh especially to be able to support you by going out and doing an investigation that's amazing yeah exactly well um i don't have any more questions um renee do you have anything you wanted to ask no, actually, that was actually, you had some great questions. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm pretty good here. They were a good question. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I had some help. I did have some help. Um, well, again, Michael, uh, I just want to say first off, thank you so much again for coming onto the show and taking time to talk to us. Um, we love your videos. Please keep doing more. Keep going out. Keep investigating. Keep exploring because my God, it's just amazing. Just the stuff that you capture and mm -hmm. the not only that, but the fun that you have, uh, the way you engage your audience to really bring us in. It's like having a conversation yeah. instead of just, you know, hey, what's up? You know, I'm throwing my stuff out there. It's more like, a, hey, guys, how's it going? So I'm here at this, you know, yeah. haunted location. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. Thank so, you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things is, um, you know, I, I didn't start my channel to become famous or to make a lot of money. I started my channel because I, I wanted to connect with other people that had a similar interest that I do. And I just wanted to show what kind of evidence I was getting in, in, and show these locations that I was going to. And so it's always one of my favorite things is just to, to talk to the people that follow my channel and, you know, have live streams and chat with them and see what's going on with them. And I love hearing their paranormal experiences. So, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite things is just connecting with people that, you know, are following me and um, like the, the videos that I'm putting out there. Awesome. That is so awesome. And I'm, I'm so glad that you, you like to do that and connect with your audience. Something that we like to do here is definitely connect with our audience. Um, so uh, I do have one last question, though. Do you have anything uh, new coming up? I know you said you had the uh, catacombs video coming out uh, possibly to, uh, the next day. Um, are there, are, should we expect any, uh, any more explorations uh, going out doing any more investigations? Yes. So the catacombs video will, well, it'll be up by the time that this is out, but um, I'm, I have some more things booked in March. We're actually going back to the McIntyre Villa and we're going to be staying for two nights this time oh, instead of nice. one. Um, so I'm hoping we'll be able to catch double the evidence. And then April, uh, we actually have a couple things planned. We're going, um, 
going to West Virginia. So we're going to be looking um, or going to the area where the, the Mothman was sighted and kind of, you know, kind of following those footsteps. And um, we're making a stop uh, in Ohio while we're there to go to the Bel Air house. Um, oh, nice. So to be really haunted. Yeah. And then the final stop while we're there is actually the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. You know, I have to admit, I've never heard of it. Um, it is this massive, massive asylum. It's It's been on my bucket list for a long time. I've actually never investigated a hospital or asylum, so I'm really excited to step foot into it. But, um, yeah, it's just got a long history of, you know, the kind of the stories that go along with asylums with the, the bad treatment and weird um a lot of negative energy left behind. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I'm really excited to get out to those locations and I'll be out there filming those in um, March and April, but there'll definitely be other videos coming before those. And should we, uh, should we expect to see your husband or your, uh, your, your parents in any more videos? My parents, maybe I need to plan a trip to Wisconsin because there's a place that I want to investigate there. Um, I, can't, I can't remember if it was a, like a church slash um, boarding school type deal. Um, but I want to get out there and maybe, maybe they'll come with me during that. Um, and Matt, it's just whenever I can convince to come with me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. He is, he is, he, you know, like I said, he's kind of a skeptic. He doesn't really like to be on camera and um, you know, the, the paranormal kind of just, it, it's one of those things that actually, him a little bit you know he mm. had a bad experience with the paranormal that kind of just left him not wanting to be in it if he if he doesn't have to be right yeah i yeah no i, I agree i um season one i uh, even had a, a a story about what happened to me and it it scared me i think i was scared for at least a year and a half until i finally you know accepted everything and then just decided to really get more curious about it but yeah i can definitely understand on his level Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was scary. We had we went to well, we had gone to New Orleans for um for our honeymoon. Of course, that's where I picked you know one of the spooky places. Um, <laughs> and while we were there, we did a bunch of ghost tours, went to a different, bunch of different haunted places, the voodoo shops, and you know there there's me like touching everything that they tell you not to touch because I want to have an experience. <laughs> right. um, and and after we had gotten home. It was maybe like the night we got home or the night after um, Matt had woke up in the middle of the night and he woke me up and he was just petrified. And he was like, there's something in the corner of the room and I could feel it. It's just standing there. It's staring oh, at me. Man. I can feel it. I like, I'm terrified. I can't, I can't move. And so we just kind of sat there for a minute and we we're listening. We didn't hear anything. Um, and finally Matt worked up the courage to turn on the light. And he turned on the light and he noticed on his arm there were, it looked like almost like a bite marker or something like that. Like oh, it was just wow. the eeriest thing. Um and so that was that. We we got we packed up a little bit, um, left the house for the rest of the night and it took us a couple hours to come back until, you know, the, the sun was starting to come up because we were just afraid. Um oh so again gosh. we ended up smudging the house and Telling all the bad energy that it can't be there, and it was just—it was one of those experiences where I think after that he just—he he doesn't really want to be around it. Oh man, well that that is understandable, you know, and the mm-hmm. fact that he even goes with you to do these, you know, investigations to support you is is just—it's it, awesome, it's amazing, and I'm glad that you know he that you have someone that supports you like that, uh, even if he's not a big fan of the paranormal. Right, he'll come with me, but he, he'll. He'll make snide comments about it the whole time, which works out okay because then people can laugh at it. Yeah, it's I did notice that in some videos, like he has little comments that he says, and it, it definitely keeps the fun factor. Yeah, it does. <laughs> All right, well. Um, I think that's it for as far as questions go. Um, so again, Michael, thank you so much for for taking the time to talk to us. Um, this has been absolutely phenomenal. Of course. Thank you so much for reaching out to me and having me on. I really enjoyed talking to both of you. 
All right. Well, I believe that is all the time we have for this episode. A big thank you to Michael Scott uh, for taking the time to talk to us. This has been absolutely phenomenal. Renee, I imagine you had a great time just listening. Uh, listening in. Yeah, it was great just to listen in. It was uh, amazing just to hear all his stories. And it, stuff. Yeah. I mean, just what he goes through and what he, you know, what mm-hmm. he captures and yeah. all that. And then again, you know, um, his videos, they're very engaging, you know, they are. No, they are. you had said something about how the way he talks is just so, uh, it, it makes you want to go, okay, I'm not scared. I feel more mm-hmm. comfortable about this whole thing. No, he brings you into his videos yeah. in a good calming way. His voice, it's not like your typical YouTuber where it's like super energetic, trying to hype it up and stuff. No, he wants you to make he wants to make sure that, you know, you're comfortable with him going on this journey on his video. Yeah. Oh man, I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, again, thank you, Michael Scott, so much for talking to us today. Also, uh, a big thank you to Renee. Undercity Comics. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. No problem. I'm so I'm I'm always ecstatic whenever uh, you get to be on with me and we get to talk to these uh, interviewers. Oh, yeah, this is great. Yeah. It's always fun. <laughs> All right. And uh don't forget you guys, honestly, uh, just don't forget to make your way down here to Undercity Comics in Whittier, California. Uh, be sure to mention the show, and you will receive up to 10% off your purchase. That's right, 10% off your purchase. So make your way down here to Undercity Comics in Whittier, California. Uh, also, be sure to tune into the next episode, where the topic of choice will have you looking to the shadows for more answers. So be sure to join us as we talk and inform you about shadow people. Ooh, kind of creepy. Also, be sure to follow us on our social media accounts, Facebook at PodParanormal87, Instagram at VoidPodcast18, Twitter at NightwingSilver, and our website at www.IntoTheVoid.com. That's www.IntoTheVoid.com. And with that, lastly, I would like to say, please, please, listener, when you're done here, go and check out Michael's YouTube channel. That's Michael Scott-ParanormalInvestigator, or give him a follow on his Instagram at MichaelScottYT. That's at MichaelScott, lowercase y, lowercase t. And with that, I want to thank you so much. I'm G-Man, and I want to thank you for falling with me into the void. Into the void.